to closing time. Conversations on commercial real estate, development, brokerage, and the economy. Presented by Capital Rivers, the leading disruptor in commercial real estate. Our host for this episode, Greg Aguirre. Hey, Jeff, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate you. Uh, jumping on and uh, sharing some insight into what's going on in the net lease world. You know, you've sold a number of our projects over the years, and we really appreciate the partnership and, and working with you. And uh, so maybe you could just kind of let us know what's going on in the net lease market right now, uh, share some highlights on a couple of deals that you've done, and uh, we'll start there. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Greg. Really appreciate the opportunity to be here, and we've enjoyed our relationship for the last five years. And we're in a really interesting spot in the net lease market right now because there's just a historic amount of demand and a historic lack of supply. We haven't seen a lack of supply of net lease product like this, and it's caused by a few different things. We're seeing really with COVID, it put a, a damper on a lot of new construction and a lot of projects that were set to be probably on the market today or that would have been newly built and put on the market. They either got delayed or uh, paused or canceled due to COVID. And then there's just a lot of people that are not wanting to sell their property. They, they want to wait and see what happens in the future. They've seen these property values increase. And so there's just not a lot of sellers in the market. And then you couple that with the fact that you've got this unbelievable amount of demand. Uh, people need their returns. Um, I think people feel like the stock market's inflated. They want to go buy something more tangible and there's just not a, a lot of good options for people that need that four or five, six percent return right now. And so there's just an extremely high amount of demand in the market for net lease uh, product right now. So I've got a question, Jeff, you know, being that we're here in California and kind of a unique market from the rest of the uh, United States, uh, with maybe the exception of some of the, the East Coast states, is California unique in terms of the supply and demand issue to other states? And are you seeing, you know, less product or compressed cap rates? You know, what are you seeing in terms of California in relation to other states? It's a great question. And I think historically, California has always kind of been that unicorn with uh, cap rates and with the lack of supply. But what's changed in the last two years, uh, and really even in the last 18 months, has been this is happening nationwide. This is not just a California demand and supply issue. This is uh, nationally happening across the board. And specifically, the markets that are really seeing cap rate compression and are being impacted are the top vacation destinations. So in, in the high growth markets, like a Bozeman, Montana, and a Boise, Idaho, and an Austin, Texas, and Dallas, Texas, and Denver, Colorado, the cap rate compression in those markets in the last 18 months has been unbelievable. Certain examples give you specific deals. Uh, we just sold a, a caliber collision in McKinney, Texas, that three years ago we had sold for a mid 6% cap rate. And then now with shorter term on the lease and no reported sales, no indication on how the tenant's doing, the cap rate went down by over 100 basis points, which is- So what did it end up trading at? Uh, that was in a mid 5% uh, cap rate on in-place income. Wow, that's amazing. And we've got a caliber collision here in Sacramento and it's uh, in escrow at a 5.4 cap. 
which I think probably a year ago would have been a six would be my guess. Yeah, I would agree. And, and what I think we're seeing is just that these markets that I mentioned, and, and there's others as well, that spread between where something would typically trade in California and where it would trade out of state is declining. That that spread is narrowing. Um, and I think what's going to continue to happen is some of these top tier markets like the Dallas and Austin's and Denver's of the world, they're going to see cap rates that are going to be closer to where things historically traded in California. Do you think that part of that's due to kind of this uh, exodus out of California? I mean, how's that impacting, you know, investors either wanting to come into California or California investors wanting to, to leave California? Is that kind of, you know, lessening that delta between what would be typically a lower cap rate in California versus some other states? And what's your take on that? I think that it's due to, it's definitely the fact that a lot of people are leaving the state, but it's also the COVID impact. And during COVID, a lot of people went to these destinations, kind of the two tranches of people. You had people that went there on vacation or they bought a second house and they want to buy a property that's nearby their second house, um, use it as a a write-off for their trip, you know, that they can check on it every time they go on vacation. Um, But then you also have the people that have said, hey, we're packing up, we're we don't want to do the, the high taxes in California. We want to go to one of the tax-free states. We're going to declare a new primary residence. Um, and those people, I mean, they're certainly selling their California real estate and they're moving to a tax-free state or a state that has lower income taxes. So I think it's- I know that I would like to, I just have family and everything here, so I can't leave, but uh, it's sure tempting, you know, as our state continues to increase our, our income tax rates and other taxes. Yeah, I would agree. The the politics in California are certainly making it difficult for people to justify paying those extremely low cap rates. Uh, with that being said, there is just such a high demand in general that even though you've got this exodus of people leaving the state, and even though I think I saw California's population decline for the first time in state history, um, even with all those things, cap rates in California are still at historical lows and and only getting lower. Uh, there's no increase in cap rates whatsoever. There's no lack of demand. It's just that there's a new demand now for uh, some of these markets outside of California. Yeah, I was talking with our lender, one of our lenders this morning, and we we're kind of having a similar conversation just about the state of the market. And, you know, she'd mentioned that she thinks that, um, you know, cap rates are going to kind of kind of stay in this uh you know, compressed state, at least for the next couple of years, you know, obviously, you know, nobody's got a crystal uh, ball, but, uh, you know, are you seeing supply increasing or um, staying the same? And what are your thoughts on, on cap rates in terms of, you know, are they going to go up, down or stay, stay where they're at for the next, you know, 12, 18 months? What are your thoughts? I think we feel like the market is going to stay strong. The net lease market is going to stay strong. We think that cap rates are going to stay very similar to where they are today, that there shouldn't be any big factor that really moves them in the short term. The supply, there's nothing that's going to just cause the supply to to go up. Uh, You've got a lot of the franchisees taking advantage of sale leasebacks. That's adding a lot of QSR deals to the market. Uh, You've got developers that are re-engaging on construction projects that maybe got put on hold during COVID. But all those things together, they're still not going to create as much supply as we had a year or two ago or or three years ago. Um, And I think that's what's going to keep these cap rates low. People need their return. 
they don't necessarily trust the stock market right now. And especially with the, all this talk of uh, potentially the 1031 exchange being in jeopardy and with long-term cap gains uh, potentially going up, the short term is going to look really good for net lease, the, the net lease market. After the short term, after 18 months from now, I think it's going to be a lot more dependent on what happens with some of the tax law changes and some of the more macro impacts of that. So I've got a question. So we've got, as you're aware, this grocery outlet that we're uh, you know, under construction on and close to completing. Do we do we sell now or do we wait and sell later? Do you think the cap rates are going to go, you know, com- continue to compress, or do you think they're you know going to stay flat? It's a great question, and you have to take my answer with a grain of salt because I'm the <laughs> one three years ago that thought that the market was at its peak and said, I would have said three years ago, you've got to sell now. You've got to sell now. We're never going to see lower cap rates. Yeah. At that time, well, I felt the cap- same. So you're not alone. <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, the, the cap rate for the grocery outlet was probably a five, seven, five. And in the last three years, we're now, we sold the one for you in Williams at a five and a quarter. Yeah. And now the property in Taft is probably a five. And I mean, there's even talk that these might end up trading in the high 4% cap rate range. I think it's a great time now to make a move. There's too much risk with the changes in the tax law. Even if they don't happen, I think it still is a great time to maximize value today. And if they do happen, I think the risk of one of those big laws going through or big tax changes going through, it's too much of a risk to to wait because you just don't know how that something that's completely out of all of our control could impact the market. Yeah, I would agree. And then, and you know me, I mean, I, uh, you know, if I, if I make money, you know, I, I, will sell it and move on and go on to the next one rather than, uh, you know, trying to squeeze every penny out of every deal. And so yeah, I appreciate that insight. That's, that's helpful. As we kind of wrap up here, do you have a, uh, you know, a crazy story that you can share? Maybe a deal that was hard to get across the finish line or an incredibly low cap rate deal that you might be able to share with us? I would say there's probably hasn't been one deal in the last uh, 18 months that it has been an easy deal. It, it's felt <laughs> like it, it has just felt like it is very difficult um, as, as much as there's so many buyers and, and, uh, and demand in the market, it is just still difficult. And uh, there's always concerns that COVID has presented, but what we've really been proud of is just some of the, uh, the cap rates that we've been able to achieve in the last year. Um, and specifically like some of the markets that I mentioned earlier, a, a perfect example, we've got a property that uh, we're closing in Seattle. Um, it's a two tenant uh, Chipotle and Pacific dental deal. Um, and it just, it shows the demand for this product type and in a good market, we came out to the market with it at a, a five, I think 5.15% cap rate. We had 12 offers in the first 24 hours of marketing. And this is a property that has shorter term leases. It's two great tenants, but it's shorter term leases. And so we're able to get a stabilized value for something that in the past would have been discounted because of the, the term remaining. And so I think that's a good example of cap rates compressing, developing a market around it. And I've come to the conclusion that if if a seller wants to sell a property in one of those markets I mentioned, uh, Bozeman, a Dallas, uh, Seattle, there's really the cap rates you can push in this economy. It's just amazing. You don't turn away 
a deal because the seller's being too aggressive. Uh, there's been times when we thought we were going to go out and we were 50 basis points off of the market and we ended up getting multiple offers on it. The, some of these values are just inelastic right now. They're, the demand is inelastic. Uh, buyers will just pay real premiums for quality real estate, especially in top tier markets. Amazing. So, it's definitely a seller's market right now, for sure. It's definitely a seller's market, but I understand why a lot of people still need to be buying right now. And if you're in a 1031 exchange or you don't want to take a risk in the future on what's going to happen with some of the tax laws, and I understand why it's become a seller's market and I understand why buyers are, are forced to buy. And it might not be the end of the world to buy right now, Yeah, uh, no, as long as you point. can take advantage of the 1031. It's kind of the perfect storm. You know, as always, you guys do a phenomenal job and, uh, you know, I've really appreciated our relationship over the years and, and the business that we've done and, you know, encourage, uh, you know, anyone that uh, either is looking to buy or sell to reach out to Jeff. I mean, Jeff's just done a, such a great job and uh, appreciate your time and good luck out there. Thanks for having me on today. It's been a pleasure talking with you and as always, really appreciate the relationship and look forward to doing much more in the future. Thank you for downloading Closing Time, presented by Capital Rivers Commercial. If you're interested in partnering with us, visit CapitalRivers.com to learn more. And follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram for the latest updates and real estate opportunities.